Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. I don't know where I'm going to preach. I don't know where I'm going to testify. I don't know where I'm going to. Just going to obey the Lord. Boy, I'm glad I'm saved. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'd have got what I deserved. I'd be in hell tonight. Yeah. I told Brother Tommy now, I can't understand today how people can say they're saved and live any way they want to live. I can't understand that. I used to be just as low down as low down could be. I was just as wretched as hell could be. Well, Brother Arnold remembers he was raised up around where we was at. We just old mountain boys. Didn't care for nothing. I had a preacher come to my house and I loved him. I told him, I said, don't you ever come again. I said, if you ever come and mention God to me, I said, I'll jerk your head off. And I'll mess down your neck. That's the way I told him, but it's worse than that. I said, you just go with your God. I don't need it. But God had patience and mercy. Amen. <laughs> I didn't think I was worthy of grace. And I went to work and didn't know I was going to work for the preacher. But God had it all planned out. Yeah. That old man, he'd walk up to me every day, every morning. He'd my legs. I love you, but God loves you more. That's all he'd say to me. I thought, boy, I wish he'd shut up and leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, I'm going to tell you, and I don't mean to be not wrong, but I was... I'd come home and I'd drink a half a gallon of Jack Daniel when I'd go to work in the morning. Smoke pop, snort, crank as they call it. You'd have to reach up here to scratch your head. I just wild about had two little kids. They didn't know what kind of shape her daddy was going to be in when he'd come in. And God had mercy. That old man kept on. I was running that equipment wide open. They'd say, you need to slow him down. Old Sam didn't know I was on drugs. And he'd say, just get out of his way. He's hauling dirt. He didn't know I was just wild. He kept on from one Saturday, one Saturday night. He said, why don't you come to hear me preach? I said, I don't want to. <laughs> but that Sunday morning, I went. It was a mistake, but a good one. <laughs> Well, that old boy preached, and I went home, and boy, I couldn't get that message off my mind. It just fired on me, stirred my soul. Wednesday night, I went to sleep, and I woke up, folks, you listen to me. I woke up, and I was laying in the pits of hell. They was fired around me. I'd get up and sit in the recliner, scared to go to sleep. I knew it was going to hell. I knew it was. Yeah. I'd go to work and warp them out. But I'd keep working. 
that next night I'd lay down, I'd see hell just spring around. That Saturday evening, he said, you're going to sit out with me in Teleco Plains in Mount Vernon. Would you come? And I said, I don't know. I didn't want to give up that life. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing yeah. So, that Sunday morning, my wife said, let's go. And to hear Brother Salem preach, I said, no, no, go on. Before she could get ready, I was dressed. And I went. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, I'm glad I did. I went down there and I got in that church. And boy, he preached. Ain't no man spake like that man. I'll never, never forget that message. Chapter 2 of the book of Mark. Where they let him down through the roof. He said, no man spake like that man spake. And boy, he spoke to me. Yeah. And I thought about getting up and going out the door. I didn't want to give that life up. And he spoke to me, church, and he said, it's now or never. Yeah. If I'd have stepped out that door, I'd have died and went to hell. Yeah. But when I stood up, I was about six pews back. I don't remember nothing. But I do remember saying, God, if you've got a new life, I want it. Yeah. And when I come to myself, they said they thought the rapture had took place. They said I'd run around that church and I was here with my arms up saying, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, God. I come home, I had hair down to here. My little children used to swing on my beard like a monkey. My, my beard was here. I said, children, you got a new dad. I ain't what I used to be. I called my sister-in-law and I said, you've got to get this off of me. I can't stand it. Oh, he done something, church. He made something out of me. He changed my soul. He cleansed the inside. And I wanted to clean the outside. I didn't want to look like the old goat that he talked about in the halls. I wanted to look like a sheep that God made me. And that's been 38 years ago. Six, three months after I got saved, he'd call me into the ministry to preach. Uneducated. Didn't know nothing. I quoted scripture when I come home to my daddy-in-law and never read the Bible. Oh, what I love of it today. Yeah. Oh, it's dear to my soul. Amen. I've shown you that Bible that teardrops. Yeah. And God loves yeah. me so. I can read John 3.16 yeah. and just melt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God yeah. so loved me. Amen. And I didn't deserve it. Amen. Amen. I deserved what I got. I've been in hell, but God loved How can we, such a man, that loved you so Amen. How can you turn your back and reject him and say, it ain't good. It ain't good. Folks, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Amen. Amen. Out of everything in my life, my two children, I loved all my heart. And thank God they know that Daddy loves them. But all of it all, Ain't nothing no greater than Jesus. Amen. Amen. The greatest thing that ever happened to me. Because I can tell anybody in this church, if you come and look in on a casket on me, I'm not there. I'll be in heaven. Amen. I can promise you that. If you come in to look at 
this old corpse away and say, Praise God, He's where He's been looking for me. God told Paul, said, I am persuaded that He that saved me can keep that that I've committed unto Him. Praise God. He will take care of us. Amen. He has and He will. So I'm saying to you tonight, fix it up. Hey, get where you are to be with God. Amen. And walk in the ways of the Lord. Because He'll take care of you. Folks, He ain't never let him down. I could read in the book of Hebrews all of those old timers. He took care of them. Amen. He said, listen, He said, I'll keep the promise. And He's kept the promise. Amen. He told me, if you will for me to serve me, he said, I'll come and get you again one day. The old Galilean said, why? Hey, an angel come to him and said, why? Standing in our gazing. The same Jesus you see going will come back in like manner. Amen. He's coming. Praise God. Be prepared when he comes. He can get right or be left. Amen. Because he's coming. He didn't tell me when he's coming. He said, I'm coming. Amen. I'm just waiting on him. Well, let me tell you, when he steps out on the clouds, I don't care if they are rocking, just leaves Kennedy Airport or wherever it leaves from. I'll pass it up. I'm going to lose gravitation one day. I believe in here. God made me that promise if I'd live for it. And I'm saying to you here tonight, church, I don't know your heart. I never know I tried my best to sit there and not do nothing. But he said, you need to get up. But if you ain't here tonight, you don't know the Lord. I beg you, don't wait too long. In your heart to God, it's worth it. Amen. I wouldn't trade this for nothing in the world. They could lay a million dollars in my face. I'd say, take it with you. I've got more than that'll ever conceive. Amen. I'm telling you, God, We'll take care of you, amen. You know what I've went down and I've done? I lost my job because me is standing upon the Word of God. And then they said, oh, no, we can't have that preacher. I said, I'll not change. I'll not compromise. I'll stand on God's Word. You know what? I went home and praise God. I said, I ain't your deal. I ain't went hungry. He's took care of me. He's, t- he's killed me. He's helped me pay my home off. He's given me a truck. He's given my wife a car. Hey, listen, not only that, He's given me a church family. Amen. Amen. God will never let you down. I'm telling you, young folks, the best thing you'll ever do is give your life to God. You older folks are sitting in here and half living for God. Surrender your life. Give your life to God. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Amen. I'll direct your pathway. Amen. Amen. He's drinked me all of 38 years. He's took me, and when I failed him, thank God, greater is he that is within me. He brings a chastising rod upon me, and he'll straighten me up. Hey, I'd rather rather go to the hen house with my daddy or mother than to go with God. But, buddy, when he does it, he does. You'll either get right or praise God, he'll bring you down. Amen. Amen. God is still God. Amen. I can't understand these people. I wonder if they've ever been saved. I do. I wonder if people's ever been saved to get out here and just hobnob around in the world, do what they want to, say I've been saved, and just do whatever they want to. I wonder if you've ever been to Calvary. Amen. Because I'm telling you, God makes a change. 
Hey, he said, listen, all old things is past, and behold, new things begin. I used to chew tobacco like like a tobacco worm. When God saved me, he said, it's time. It's time to straighten yourself up. Amen. You know what? I couldn't preach on that if I was chewing tobacco. I couldn't preach on you smoking if I was chewing it. Amen. But I don't have that to work about. I can preach whatever God tells me. If you don't like it, take it up with God. Amen. I'm saying to you tonight, church, God will take care of you. If you will serve Him and walk in His ways. Nothing will ever be greater to you that God cannot take care of you. There is nothing. I seen my wife just here in 2000, what was it, 2019? Laying on her deathbed, taking her last breath for five days. You know what happened? I couldn't help it, but I buried my face right on an old recliner where I sat. And I said, God... If you want her to stay with me, I would appreciate it. That's the way I talk to him. I don't say, oh, Heavenly Father, and all this like some of them tries to. He wants you to talk to him, just like your father. Amen. I say, God, if you if I, if you don't want her to stay with me, just help me through it. I don't know what to do. I said, I can't handle this. I said, that's my helpmate. I said, but if you're going to take care of her, I'd like you to get her out of the bed. I'd like to see her just get up. You know what? In about four hours, she come in there and said, you all right? I said, Lord, you're so good to me. Five days, I seen her dying. But God just reached down and said, get up. It's time to get out of the bed. Amen. I'm telling you, church, don't let nothing stop you. I don't care this COVID, whatever they want to call this, or what they got now. What is this thing they call now? It's something else going on now. Monkey something. Well, don't never let this stuff hinder you. That's a governor trying to keep you scared. Who is God? He's greater than the government. Hey, he's the one that created them. He's created every being and everything. Why should we worry about somebody or some of the things? He's the one that done it. Look to Him. Trust in Him. He'll take you through it. If grace will take you to it, faith will bring you through it. Just trust Him. I love Him tonight. Praise God we need to recognize who God is. He's sovereign. He's holy. You can't get out here and hobnob around and expect God to bless you. Amen. Amen. He don't... Hey, let me tell you something. He don't have to do a thing to you if you don't live right. You're blessed because you're alive. Amen. The blessings come when you live for it. I'll open up the windows of heaven. Oh, He's done that to me. Hey, He's poured it all over me. I thank God for it. Amen. I can just sit there and just, I can just soak up the blessings that God has done for me. Amen. Listen to me, church. You know what? They've some in the Bible that didn't listen to them old people. And he said, go on. I don't need you no more. Don't let him do you like that. Listen to what this preacher preaches to you. Listen to what the man of God gets behind the pulpit and tells you. 
heed to the call of God. Amen. Do what he done. Hey, when I got saved, I wanted to just sit on the pew. Yeah. Just hold my Bible and enjoy. Yeah. Old preacher man. Thank God for those old preacher men. He said, Brother Suttles, I believe I want you to open us up in prayer tonight. There's a frog big enough to jump from out of my throat. I've just been saved. I thought to myself, serious? And when I got to praying, I said, God, you've got to help me. I don't know what to do. I mean, I never had nothing. It had to be him to flow out of my mouth. I didn't think, well, you just believe it or not, I used to not talk this much. But I've become a preacher. Amen. Somebody asked me today, he said, where'd you get all that air? I said, ask God. He put it in me. Amen. So I'm going to tell you something. But I prayed because that old gentleman asked me to. Three months later, he called me to preach. God did. I tried to get away from him. I went to a tractor pull. You know how loud they are. God said, son, go preach. I said, ain't nobody else in here. I sat there just like an old frog sold up. I thought, man. He said, son, go preach. A few minutes I throwed my hand up, 60,000 people. I said, God, you get me out of this God-forsaken place and I'll preach on this. Amen. I went to the church. Guess what? The old preacher man was there. Somebody's got a message. Hit me right on the other nose. Said, Lord, what am I going to do? Guess what? I had to preach. 25th chapter of the book of Matthew. Ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. Which one are you tonight? Are you wise or are you foolish? Go with the Lord. The best thing you ever have to do. I love you tonight, church. I love you. God bless you. There's nothing that you can do to, to make to enhance his love and toward you. There's nothing that there's nothing no more you can do to make him love you more. There's nothing no less you can do to make him love you more. He loves you. Amen. Serve him. That's all he wants. He said, All I want you to do is love me. When you love him, he loves you. Amen. Go with the God. Go with the Lord. Serve him and walk in his ways. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. I was going to sing song, but he left me. Bless you, man. Amen. Amen. Pray for me tonight. Uh, I'm like Bill. I tried my best to sit there. Uh, Sammy even looked over and said, you, You're God or you need me to get it? I said, Well, it don't matter to me. Knowing that I sat right there last night. And God showed me the message that I had last night. He's done that to me one other time in my entire life. And moved in him all my life the way that he did that message. And he showed me the same thing last night. I fought it all day. I'm scared to death. Very familiar scripture. Y'all pray for me. I just need you to pray for me. Chapter 15, the book of Luke. Verse 11. And it said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that have falleth unto me. And he divided them unto his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered together and took the journey into the far country, and there wasted his substances with riotous living. 
And when he had spent all that he uh, spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And when he joined himself to a citizen of that country, and sent him into the fields and to feed the swine, and that he would fain to have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came unto himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. You may be seated. You know, I began to read that. Like I said, I was sitting there last night, and the Lord, He just showed it to me. He showed me exactly what I needed to go, where I needed to go, what I needed to, to look up, how I needed to get there in that way. And like I said, I sat there and I didn't want to do it. I wanted to, I wanted to just like Bill said, I wanted to sit there and just to enjoy the service tonight. But then God said, you remember what I asked you to do. You remember that call I put on your life. You remember what you told me, that you would stand for me and do what I asked you to do. And that's what I want to do here tonight. So I believe with all my heart here tonight that there's somebody here tonight that may be in a backslid condition. They may be lost tonight. I don't know exactly what what the condition is. But I believe that God sent this message for a reason tonight. I believe that He put this on my heart for a reason tonight. You know what He said in there in verse 1? He said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Give me the portions of the good that fall to me, and he divided them his living. See, he was tired of living under his father's rule. He was tired of doing what the father asked him to do. He was tired of living in the way that his father wanted him to do. See, well, Christians get that way a lot of times. I know that in myself that I've been there. I got tired of trying to live the way that my father wanted me to live. I got tired of trying to obey the Lord the way that the Lord wanted me to live. I got tired of trying to do the things that God wanted me to do. So I said, hey, I've had enough. Lord, give me my portion. I'm gone. I'm going out to a far country. I'm going out there and I'm going to spend everything that I have. And I've done that. We as Christian people, we've done that before. We've given everything we have. We've forsaken everything and took off to the world. And I can't say for anybody, I can say for myself. I've took off to the world because I thought it had more to offer than what my father had. And my father gave it to me. He let me go for a little while. He let me get out there and so oh, He let me get out there and do things that no one wasn't what was right in my life. He let me go on and do those things. And I looked up what the word prodigal man is that it's a spending money or or resources freely and recklessly, wastefully. See, so that whole time that he was that prodigal son, he was out there, he was reckless. He was spending money left and right. He was, take, he was forsaking everything that God had ever told him to do. He put everything that God said on the back burner. He was doing exactly what he wanted to do. He was putting his needs before God's need. He was just being reckless in his life and how he was living his life. He thought... He could manage his life better than what the Father could. He thought, if you give me this portion of what I have right now, I can take it out there and I can manage it better than what you can do for me. How many times have I been there in that shape? How many times have I been in that condition where I said, God, I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to take it out there into that far country. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Knowing that all along I can't, I can barely put my shoes on in the morning. I can, I can't get up out of bed without God being there with me. I can't do nothing without God being beside me. And yet, oftentimes I get in the shape where I think, God, I'm too big for you now. I don't need you anymore. I don't need you to take me through this journey. I don't need you to help me there. And He lets me go. He lets me go. He lets me wander out there in the wilderness for a little while. He lets me get out there. And I found that if God leaves us alone for too long, we're out of His will just like that. 
If God's presence dis- disappears from my life, if His will disappears, if His Spirit disappears from me, it ain't very long till I'm out living in the world. It ain't very long till I'm doing the things of the world. Because why, that's why it's so important for me to have His Spirit dwell inside of me. That's why it's so important for us to do what He'd have us to do. Be where He'd have us to be. Because if we're not, if we've separated ourselves, it don't matter if it's just a thought that crosses your mind and you act on that thought or you don't repent on that thought. You've done separated yourself from God. People think that it's some big mighty work that we got to do to separate ourselves from God. People think that we have to do all kinds of wrong. Think that we have to commit murder. We have to go out here and steal. It ain't, it ain't so easy. It's easier than that. Yeah. Just a thought, just yeah. a mention, just an action that you may do can separate you from God just like that. And that when you're in that shape, you are the prodigal son. It don't, it don't, it don't matter that you're sitting on a church pew tonight. It don't matter that you come every Sunday morning. It don't matter that you come every Sunday night, Wednesday night. It don't matter that you come every time that the doors are open. If you're sitting here in a backslidden condition, you're the prodigal son tonight. You can be the prodigal daughter tonight. I don't know who this message is for. But I'm just telling you that if we let God, if we let God get out of our life, if we're not concerned about having God where He needs to be in our life, we're going to get up. We're going to find ourselves in trouble. Amen. Just like we'll keep reading here. And it said, not many days, the younger son gathered together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted it. Wasted his substance with riotous living. In verse 14 it says, And then there arose a mighty famine in the land. And they began to be in want. See, so all that had passed away. All that money that he had. All those friends that he had. All that fame. All that fortune that he had in that instant. He was gone. It just disappeared just like that. Amen. See, that's why the Bible tells me there's pleasure in sin for a season. Amen. For a little bit, you can have fun out there. For a little bit, you can do what you want to do. Yeah. But after the fun, there come a famine. Yeah. We was able to preach on a famine last Sunday at Harmony. What was the famine? It's, and you know, and I, we're leaving in that today. It's not for... Food and water. But it's for hearing of the Word of God. So he wasn't hearing those things. He wasn't getting filled up with what he needed to be filled up. He wasn't living the way that he needed to live. So he was desperate. He was hungry. He was starving to death. Whether it be for the Word of God or whether it be for actual food. He was hungry. He was starving to death. Just like our church world today is starving to death. We are hungry. We're begging God to show us something. But yet in order for God to show us something, we have to fix it up first. Amen. He ain't going to come and fix it just because you ask Him to. He's going to see. No, no, don't get me wrong. If you ask God and you pray earnestly out of your heart and you want to and you, you want to get things right with God, He'll take care of that. But He knows our hearts. He knows our prayers. He knows when we mean business. He knows when we're talking just out of our head. He knows when we're talking from our heart. He knows when I mean business with Him. He knows when I'm willing to do what He's asking me to do. He knows when I'm just saying vain words to make it myself look good in front of somebody else. He knows when I'm I'm witnessing to somebody if I actually mean what I'm saying. He knows exactly who I am and where I'm at the entire time in my life, every single day, every single hour. He knows where I'm at. People look at that and think, well, the prodigal son got far. So far, God just forsook him. He left him go. He let him have everything. He let him go. He didn't do that. He didn't leave him. He knew exactly where he was at. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly the condition that his soul was in. He knew exactly what he needed to do. But he couldn't make him do it. Just like tonight, God ain't going to make you get out of your seat and come up here. 
And don't get me wrong, I've been in that shape. I've wished I had it before. God's moved in that and He's shown me how you need to get things right and I've sat there. But the next couple of days got pretty rough. Just like I believe for the young man here. He said, he went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sat in his fields to feed the swine. See what he should have done right there when he realized that there was a famine, he should have just come on back to the Father. But he didn't. He joined himself to the devil in another country. He was still joined to the devil in another country just because he went to a different place. Just because all his money was spent, just because all his fame was gone, don't mean that the devil forsook him. The devil was still there talking in his head, trying to keep him where, trying to keep him away from the Father. Trying his best to keep him out of there. Why? Because he knew that all the Father wanted was just to restore him. So that's what Satan's telling you here this very night. Don't listen to that man up there. Don't listen to what he's telling you. He don't know what he's talking about. He wants you to live in this shape that you're in. And it may not be some great sin. It may not be some humongous sin. It may not be something that we even anybody even knows about. Maybe you've just had a thought that you've acted on. Maybe that you maybe you ain't attending church like you need to be. Forbid that we're in that shape all over the country. We got people laying out of church just to lay out of church. They have no desire to be in God's house anymore. Because there's a famine. They ain't getting fed. They don't have that. They don't have that desire to be in God's house. Ecclesiastes 9 and 18 says, Wisdom is better than weapons of war. But one sinner destroyeth much good. One sinner destroys much good. This man... This prodigal son went out and destroyed all kinds of things. Destroyed his witness just like we do. Just like we do. We get out there and we backslide on God and we don't repent. We don't get things fixed up right now. The world's watching that. The world sees that you one man is destroying the world. Destroying the testimony that you've got set before God. Destroying what God's put in your life. Destroying what God did for you. We're destroying that. He was in misery out there. He was miserable. Miserable. You know how how you know what do you know what that means? He was in sin. For God's children, for God's people, if you get miserable, you're in sin. God tells me that I should be a happy people, that I should be one of the the happiest people in the world because of what he done for me on that old rugged cross. I shouldn't have misery in my heart. I shouldn't have doubts. I shouldn't have worries. I shouldn't have those things. We do as a human. It's a human nature sometimes. We have those things. But we've heard the saying before, misery loves company. Misery loves company. So you start dwelling in the misery. You start dwelling in the things that's going on in your life. You start dwelling in the, on the bad things. You start dwelling on those thoughts that took place. Satan ain't going to wait for you to get things right. He's going to dwell on you right then. He's going to come knocking on your door right then and say, Hey, yeah, you're miserable. Your life is awful. Your marriage ain't no good. Your kids don't listen. Your kids ain't. This food don't even taste good. Come on. That's where He wants you to get. He wants you to be miserable. Because if He can keep you miserable, He'll keep you away from God. If He can keep you miserable, He'll take you out of the shape that you need to be in with God and He'll put you in misery and He'll keep you there as long as you'll let Him. He said in 16, He said He would fain and fill His belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto Him. 
And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. See, he's starting to come to himself right here. He's starting to realize, hey, my father had something right there that I needed. My father had something that can supply all my needs. Even if it's just a little crumbs off of the table, he can supply my needs. He can feed me. He can can show me what I need here tonight. Isaiah 55 and 2 says, Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And you labor for that which is satisfying not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat that which is good. And let your soul delight in fatness. He was starting to realize that right there. He was starting to realize that, hey, that his soul desired to eat of the fatness of God. His soul desired to eat of the things that God had to offer for him. Amen. Ezekiel 7 and 19 said, They shall cast silver and gold. Into the streets, and their gold shall be removed, and their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them. That's right. That's right. In the day of the, of the wrath of the Lord, they shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of iniquity. Yeah. See, so that man encountered all this right here. He tried, and it was good for a little while. Don't get me wrong. It's like I said, there's pleasure in sin for a little while. But it didn't satisfy. Sin won't satisfy. It may may for a season. It may for a little while. It may get you happy for a little while. I've said that many times in my life. Before I was saved, I tried everything to make me happy. And I'd find happiness in those things for a little while. I'd find that happiness, whether it was in drugs or whether it was in alcohol or women or whatever it may be, I found happiness for a season in those things. But yet that wore off. So when that wore off, I had to go find something else to satisfy my soul. And again, that would wear off. Just the domino effect. Keep on, keep on. more I added, more it wore off. But the day that I got saved and God moved into my heart, I've never had to replace anything ever again. I've never had a need that He wouldn't meet. I've never had a desire that He didn't meet. Now don't get me wrong here. I know that we, we can look at that and say, well, I pray for this and I pray for that. He knows the desires of our heart. He'll give us what we need when we need it in due time. He said, and I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Now we're getting serious. Now we're getting to the point where, to the meat of it, where, well, hey, this is what we must do. This is what we, I, I realized that I messed up. I realized that there's things going on in my life that I need to get fixed up. I realized that I'm carrying this sin along in my life. I'm going to get it out of here because I want to come back to my father. See, he realized that that was too much to carry. That that sin was too much to carry. That he couldn't carry it by himself. I've had that realization before in my life. When I've tried to carry things, I've tried my best to carry it and, and do it on my own. Knowing that, knowing deep down in my heart, knowing sure as well I'm going to fail, I'm going to not be able to do those things by myself. But yet I still tried. But I had to come to the point where I said, Lord, this is too heavy for me to carry. Can't do it no more. They said, and I'm, and not, verse 19, he said, I'm no more worthy to be called the son and make me as one of thy hired servants. See, he didn't care. He didn't care if he went back to 
the Father and He restored everything to Him. He just wanted to come back and be one of the servants. Psalms 84 says it's better to be a doorkeeper for God than to to dwell in the tent of a wickedness. Amen. Amen. See, he wasn't expecting to get fully restored. He wasn't expecting things to go back to the way that they were before. He was expecting that his and don't get me wrong, he paid for the things that he done. We as Christian people, if we back sit on God, we're going to pay for the things that we've done there. Amen. But God's faithful to forgive us of those things. He's faithful to help us in those things. They said that he arose and came to his father, but yet he was a great way off. His father saw him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. I'm not worthy to be called his son. Here tonight I fail him so miserably on a daily walk. Even when I walk my best walk with God. Even on the days where I try my best to stay in the center of his will. I am not worthy to be called his son. Amen. Amen. But. But the father said to his servants. Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Shoes on his feet. And bring forth the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. And is now alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. That's all it took. Was him realizing that hey. All I got to do is come back. All I got to do is leave it at the cross. All I got to do is drop it down and leave it. All I gotta do is repent and stop trying to carry this myself. I struggled with this so much for about two months because I didn't want to be a copycat. I didn't want to do something that somebody else had already done. But God showed me this. And He put it in my heart, and I'm telling you last night. I seen it last night. I seen the message that I was supposed to preach. I seen the things that I was supposed to do last night. So with that being said, we've got to let go of everything. Yeah. We can't keep holding on to anything. Yeah. Give me just a second. Like I said. This was hard for me to do. I seen a man of God preach this message one time and it tore my soul to pieces because I was carrying the slop of the world around right beside me. I was carrying it everywhere I went. Everything I did, I was taking it with me. That prodigal son was doing the same thing. He was dropping, he was taking it, carrying it all with him. Carrying the filth of the world in a bucket right beside him. But he came to himself. He came to himself and said, Father, I'm no more worthy to be called your life. But for store on the knees, you know what he did? He dropped and he ran back to God. Yeah. He dropped everything that he had in that bucket that he was carrying with him so far along. He dropped and he ran back to God. Amen. That's where we're at tonight. Yeah. That's what we need to do here tonight. Pick that bucket up and bring it to God. Don't wait. Don't carry it around no more. It's going to burn you down. It's going to carry you down. It's going to take you to places you don't want to be took. All you got to do is pick it up and bring it to Him tonight. That's what He's asking you to do. That's the message that He sent tonight.
and I was, hey, don't carry the slop around in the world. Don't carry it around no more. Drop it and leave it where it lays. Amen. And I know this message. Amen. I carried it around. And it was time and time again that the man of God stood up here and said, come get the bucket. Come get it and drop it. Come get it and get rid of it. And then, like I said, I struggled with this. And the Lord showed me something today. He said, that may have been the message that He preached, but He said, but who do you think giving those thoughts? And I had comfort with that. So it's here tonight. I know there's some in the house that need to drop the bucket. You say, how do you know? How can you prove that this message works? How can you prove that what I'm talking about here will work tonight? Because that man of God stood up here and swayed this bucket around for I know probably 10, 15 minutes it felt like. I hadn't been saved long. Probably four or five months. I was sitting up in the choir. We was in a revival. And the house was packed. There wasn't nowhere else to sit. Nobody was moving. Nobody was getting the bucket. And I don't tell you this for my edification at all. But I knew there was sin in my life. I knew that I had fell short. I knew there was things going on that I needed to fix up. Finally, I'd had enough. I come and I grabbed the bucket. I grabbed the bucket and I threw the bucket down. And again, I'm not telling you this for glorification myself. But after I moved, that bucket started up here at the front of the church. By the end of the service, it was back here. There's people dropping the bucket and getting things fixed up with God all night long. Amen. Amen. So I tell you that to tell you this. If God showed you sin in your life, and He showed you you've got something you need to fix right now, come and get it. You can't fix it unless you own it. Come and get it and own it. Amen. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. We have to do that sometimes. Amen. This life ain't easy all the time. Amen. It ain't a bed of roses all the time. There's things that get in the way sometimes. Yeah. There's sin that comes in my life. You say you're saying that you're a preacher saying that. Yeah, there's things that come in my life that I have to drop the pail every day. Amen. That's right. Come on. Amen. But if I drop it, he'll meet me there. Amen. He'll pick it up with me. He'll take me to the altar. He'll wash it all away. I don't have to carry that filth around no more. Amen. The world may try to bring it up at me again. The world may try to say, hey, you remember what you were doing? You remember what you did just two days ago, three weeks ago, a month ago? You remember what you did? The world's good at that, Bill. Amen. But I can take them to a time and I say, you remember sitting there in that church service getting ready for communion that night that there was a bucket placed before me with my sin ever before me. Knowing that there was things going on in my life I needed to get this saved. Amen. All you got to do is grab it and take it to God. Maybe it's not. Maybe you ain't ever been saved. Maybe you ain't ever been reconciled to the Father. Maybe you don't know what we're talking about here. Maybe you're still carrying the filth of the world around you everywhere you go. Knowing that there's somebody knocking on your heart tonight saying, Hey, there's a different life for you. I got something different from you. Amen. That's the same thing. Amen. We're carrying the world around. You're carrying the world around. If you're lost tonight, 
Amen. You can pick up the pail and drop it. And you can be a new creature. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things become new. You say, well, how can you say it can't be that easy? It can't be that easy. But it is. I was a drunk. I was a whoremonger. I was a smoked pot. I did all kinds of these things. And you know how long it took me to get that fixed? About two seconds when I hit my offers and when I hit the offers, as God to say. He took that from me that very instant. I didn't have to go to rehab. I didn't have to do all He took that from me right then. Just like He can take your sin from you tonight. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. But you have to accept it. You have to own it. You have to own that you're a sinner. That you need salvation. Amen. Amen. You have to own that there's sin in your life that you need to get fixed up. I'm going to leave it set right there. I believe with all of my heart God didn't show me that there in the way that He showed me last night for that just to sit there empty. It didn't sit there for nobody to move tonight. And I I try my best not to linger on because I don't like to do that. But I believe that there's a need in the house tonight. Amen. You say, well, how can you say again? I was that one that sat there waiting, waiting on somebody else to grab the bucket, waiting on somebody else to make the first move, thinking, hey, if they go, I'm not going to go. The attention won't be on me. God didn't want it to work that way, though. God said, I want you. I need you to come forward. Amen. 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 Amen.